and this is episode 31 of the Galactic Dads podcast. Today we're going to be talking about some dad advice, which includes kids returning to school in the COVID area. Well, era, we'll talk about that. We're also going to talk about TV show news that come out. There's some big things going on. Some movie news, what movies have been delayed again. We're also going to talk about video games, comics. Uh, the big news is SDCC starts this week, but it's at home, so you'll get to enjoy it. Maybe that we'll talk about new comic books being released, dad jokes, and beers of the week. So stick around as we get started. Five, four, three, two, one. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? The Galactic Dads Podcast, a podcast by Geeky Dads, talking about all things geek, dad life, I am the father, and beyond. Language. All right, welcome everybody. This is episode 31 of the Galactic Dads podcast. I am B and I am back as you listen to us, your dad destination for all things geek, dad life, and beyond. That can include bits of dad advice for that dad life, comics, video games, TV shows, movies, and whatever else strikes us as worthy to talk about. So we hope you enjoy the show. As I turn this around and we say hi to the guy on my left today, we're switching it up. That is Laser Eric. What's up, buddy? Good evening. How's it going? It's going pretty well. It's going real well, actually. Not bad for a rainy night, right? Yeah, it was legitimately raining sideways for a while there. I was kind of nervous. Yeah, I was a little worried, too. I did not bring my canoe with me. Well, you can kayak your way out of here. That's no problem. That's true. All right, that's a long reach, and damn near I say it, that's about a dad joke. (laughs) So as soon as Noah and the rest of the ark pulls up, we'll leave later. (laughs) <laughs> but we can't go any further without looking at our other buddy to the right, and that is Jedi John. Jedi John is back today, everybody. Why don't we say hello? Glad to be back. Hello, everybody. It is good to see you, man. How you doing? Doing well. Doing real well. Excellent. Good. I was just over here looking at buttons because today yeah. we are down our normal soundboard operator, and that is Matt. He is out today because he had surgery last week uh, and is recovering well. We are happy to report um, he had that third nipple removed, finally. Uh, we've been trying to get him to do it for years. But did he keep it as a souvenir? Ooh, there's probably somewhere in a drawer somewhere in his house. I'm sure. But uh, we do uh, hope that he heals quickly. He wanted to be on the show today. But we told him to go ahead and take the day off to rest up. So it might be a little clunky as we transition the sounds today because he normally handles it for us. Uh, so he will certainly be missed. Just like our other buddy who is missing today, that is Intern Justin. What do you say about Intern Justin that we haven't said in every other episode? <laughs> it's just, I miss him. I miss our little Jack-Jack. He really brings this incredible group together. He does. He brings some uh, some great childlike energy to the group. If you miss him but you want to take a look at him, you can see him because uh, we just put up a video last week on the YouTube channel, and that is Galactic Dads. You can easily find us there on YouTube. Uh, but you can see a video of him and all of his Jack-Jack hair glory. He looks wonderful, so go check that out. You can also check us out on the socials. You can check us out on Twitter, at Galactic Dads. That is where you will find me. Uh, you'll also find me on Instagram, at Galactic Dads, and also on the Facebook. Uh, and if you are also so interested, you can check us out on the Patreon.com slash Galactic Dads. 
uh, pledge at any level at the $3 tier, which is the very beginning. You instantly get sweet Galactic Dads merch, and it only gets better from there. Gives you access to our exclusive after-hour shows and gives you the opportunity to be named on the show uh, and even be on this show, I think, is our top-tier level. So we'll put you on the show if you really want to be on here. So check that out. Uh, otherwise, we thank you for listening. Welcome to episode 31. Let's talk about uh, how they can look at the rest of you guys. All right. Well, you can find me at Laser83Eric. That is on Twitter. Uh, you can find me on Xbox Live, PlayStation Network, Twitch, Facebook Gaming, uh, pretty much anywhere, to be honest. John, how about you? Yeah, Jedi John 4 on Twitter, and then Arms for Legs on Xbox Live. Come uh, chat me up, uh, play some Warzone, uh, some, some Chell or some Rocket League, whatever you guys fancy. I'm down for it. What so. is Chell? NHL. Oh, my bad. Duh. Everyone that plays Chell knows Chell. <laughs> Yeah, if you play, you know. Obviously, I don't play. So what is it going to take for me to get you guys to at least try playing Destiny once? Bring it over. It would be pretty easy to get me to do it. I mean, it's it's free to play. How many hours do I have to play it for? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to make you... Like catch up to me if that's what you're asking. I, there's no way I would ever catch up to you. But <laughs> I, I think, think what he's asking the is, question is how long do we have to play it to get a, a real feel for yeah, it? For it to be worth it, I'd say give it a couple hours to okay. get a feel. Like it, one thing I'll say about Destiny is like you're not going to get. You can get a really strong story experience and things like that from the game, but the gunplay and the actual gameplay is where I find my enjoyment. It's just fun to goof off and butter around with, honestly. So, and the controls aren't that far from COD. There's a couple buttons that are switched, but it's not too far off. Yeah, I'm sure you can reset them. I'm oh, sure yeah. There's button switch. Absolutely. So, interesting. Very interesting. So, I'll have to play that when he brings it over one time. There you go. <laughs> well, maybe one day that'll happen. Let's be realistic, though. That ain't happening. Like, it, like it's, just, <laughs> it's not. We, I don't have that kind of time. Right. But I am interested in it. That is for sure. Uh, however, we got a lot going on this week, but very little is more important than the beers we are drinking. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and start it off. I'm trying to lie to myself and say that Dry July is going okay. It's not. I'm really bored. Um, I might have lost some weight, actually. It's probably a good thing. Yeah, probably not much, but there's some. And uh, today I'm drinking Bush and A. Um. It's cool because I can drink it while driving and just pray I get pulled over. Uh, so I can be like, yeah, officer, I'm that kind of cool. And he'll be like, I'm giving you a ticket for being an idiot. I'll have to take that. But today I'm drinking it out of a Budweiser beer glass uh, to try and tell myself that it's just normal beer. The first thing I inspected when I came over here was, wait a second, that's a beer in a glass. And then I saw the can second. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. So not only am I tricking myself, I'm trying to trick you guys. <laughs> but uh yeah one all right, real quick the dry july isn't going as bad as i thought there's been no like dts so like i'm not that dependent on alcohol i thought i might get some trimmers uh didn't show up so that's good uh as far as need alcohol to have a good time that fine hallmark of being an alcoholic <laughs> i might be a pretty big alcoholic i simple things don't bring me joy anymore i need to be sauced for everything i have no idea how to handle family events at all you know like those have to be tough yeah because everybody else is definitely partaking absolutely oh, yeah. 
And I haven't done one of those sober in like 15 years. <laughs> yep, about 15 years. So I don't, you know, I got one coming up this weekend that I'm looking forward to to see if I can make it. You can do it. I believe in you. Yep, you I'm definitely a, can. I've only got like a week and a half. I can do this. Absolutely. Yeah. You've made it this far. Yeah, you're doing great. I accidentally took a shot of mouthwash the other day. Does that count? <laughs> I poured into the, the, the top. I said, you know what? Old habits, muscle memory. That's all I knew. And then I was like, that was awful. <laughs> yep. I made a mistake. Oh, I <laughs> deeply regret that decision. So anyway, why don't you guys tell me about something much better. John, your beer is something that is unknown to me looking at the bottle. What do you got over there? Oh, yeah. So it's the Spotten Optimator. Uh, it's a Doppelbach from um, Spotten uh, Brewing. That's over in Munich, Germany. It's very, very good. If you like Doppelbachs, I highly recommend it. Yep. What's the alcohol percentage? Not that it matters. That's like, a, what's that's the ABV? A, that's a great question. It's not, not uh, important. 7.6. Oh, that isn't seven six. Yeah, not that's too bad. Not bad. It's like got a nice full mouth feel. Yeah, it's a good starter beer, and it's a good color. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm. Sur- you're actually kind of surprised by the color because I mean it's in a green bottle. I am. So like I was expecting expect a light, light, a light beer, like an O'Doul's. You right. know, yeah, or or a Heineken or something yeah, like that. You expect something like a Heineken or a Rolling Rock to come yep, out. No, of that. it's yeah. from Germany, so way better. Nice, very nice. <laughs> this beer snob over here. Okay. Uh, Eric, what are you drinking today? So I'm drinking the Goose Island 312 Urban Wheat Ale today. Um, just trying to keep it light and basic. Yeah, it looks bright, lemony, uh, with a slight bit of haze, and is sitting at a cool 4.2% ABV. You got that perfect. Yeah, it's like it's on the side of the box. Uh, <laughs> also looks quite delicious. Uh, yeah. You're slurring from that NA over there, man. I know. It's it's pretty bad. Just double get you. Contact it, it, with the other beers. Yeah, I'm just over here like sniffing your beer. That's fine. It's really not that big a deal, but those beers do look delicious. I look forward to trying them uh, in about a week and a half. If you guys would like to try some of these beers, why don't you go ahead and check us out on the Untapped app. John, where can they find us on there? At Galactic Dads, right there on the Untapped app. Bam. Mm-hmm. That's pretty how we awesome. like it. You'll see all of the beers that we have had. We are on 31 episodes that are numbered. We have specials and even the after-hour shows, in which case we all still drink different beers. And uh, You can check all the beers that we have consumed on the show out on the Untapped app. Drink along with us and even suggest some new ones. We're always up for an adventure. So hit us up on the Untapped and follow along if you are so inclined to go on a nice, tasty adventure. One of my favorite things about Untapped is all of your friends, you can see what they're drinking too. So be friends with us at Galactic Dads and then show us what you're drinking because maybe it'll inspire us to drink what you're drinking on an episode. We are always on the lookout for something new to drink. Absolutely. By the way, we are no way uh, paid by Untapped. No. But <laughs> uh, maybe we should be because we love that app. So. Do you mean to raise the rating for Bush NA, or are you good with it where it's at right now? You know, okay, I'm going to be really honest. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. Well, it's at a 1.92 right now. Leave it right where it is. That's <laughs> okay. perfect. I'll just, yeah. I'll just rate it right there then. That's okay. I wish, this is why I honestly wish, I wish there was a Bush Light NA. That I think I would enjoy much more. Because I drank one while I finished mowing the lawn the other day. Not the same. Not yeah. the same, man. But that's okay. As we move it along, 
Uh, like I said, there is a lot of stuff going on this week. I'm just going to go ahead and address the elephant in the room. Uh, it's a little further down the agenda, but my heart breaks. So today would have been the day that I finished packing my bag. And Jedi John and I would have been getting ready to jump on our flight to sunny San Diego for the annual Wales. San uh, Wales Vagina. Yes, that's exactly what it means. It's not St. Diego. Wales Vagina. That's what that is. That is exactly what that is. <laughs> that laugh track's a little late. It's because we figured out the volume was all the way down. We do miss you, Matt. So anyway... <laughs> Uh, yeah, we should be going to San Diego Comic-Con 2020. However, like everything else, it has been canceled uh, for good reason. But still, it really hurts because it would have been our first ever trip, not only as fans, but also as the Galactic Dads. So that's a bit of a bummer. Uh, however, there is some cool stuff going on with that. Uh, they've decided to make it a virtual con. So you can go to uh, San Diego Comic-Con's page or their website. And hit up their YouTube as well. And you can watch all of the pre-recorded panels uh, and check out some stuff that's going on with the normal shows, movies, or even uh, big events and stuff coming up from your favorite comic book companies. So definitely go check that out. There's even availability to hit up some of the merch. I do say some, uh, but uh, before I go too deep into that, we do have our resident toy expert in the house. A uh, man who loves the exclusives and is always on the hunt for them. Jedi John, why don't you tell us what's going on with those exclusives, man? Yeah, so a lot of them have been announced already between all the companies. Some of them were pre-ordered, um, could be pre-ordered last week. Um, some aren't pre-orderable till September for whatever reason. Uh, Hasbro, I know, has come out with a bunch of stuff that's not available till September at this point. Uh, some of the stuff I'm most excited about. Um, Star Wars Black Series 6-inch, Star Wars Vintage Figures, all those Star Wars figures can come to live at my house. It's like Toy Story there, I'm sure. Except they're all trapped in their boxes. Tough shit. Um, <laughs> He's in the box. Yeah. Uh, I freed a, f a couple. A couple can still go play together. Um, but uh, Marvel came out with their Hellfire uh, box set that they're going to release. And it looks just phenomenal. I'm very, very excited. I might pick that up. Um, if you know anything about the Hellfire Club um, or if you watch the animated series for X-Men at the Inner Circle, um, they're coming out with... Brandon, can you name some of them? I bet you can. Oh, we're talking about classic members of the mm -hmm. Hellfire Club? First off, we're going to start off with the one who is the most influential and well-known, and that is Emma Frost, who's currently a member of the X-Men. Mm -hmm. She is famously uh, appeared as a villain as the White Queen of the Hellfire Club. That is accurate. Indeed. Damn right it is. I know my shit. <laughs> also, there is Sebastian Shaw. He uh -huh. is known as the Black King. Uh, he was portrayed by Kevin Bacon in the film X-Men First Class. He's also kind of one of those characters that is pretty unique as he absorbs energy and can redirect it. Sort of like Bishop, but a little different. His is more kinetic energy. Um, but he's a really good character when he's written right. And yes. he's currently being well-written in the X-Men comic books under the new Hickman era and all of the series that have spawned out of there. After that, you have a whole kind of who's who of villains in the X-Men universe have appeared as parts of the Hellfire Club over time. Uh, but most notably, their Red Queen right now, pretty sure it's Red Queen, is Kitty Pride. 
Yep, she's not one of them, unfortunately, in the set. But yeah, that's a shame. Still part of the Hellfire Club. Yeah, she's brand new though. Um, yeah, I think uh, Jean Grey. At one point, she was the Black Queen. Yes, she during was the Dark Phoenix storyline. And then, um, good. It's actually really surprising, but they actually gave a swappable head for that figure. Nice to trade into who? Any ideas? It's a different character, technically. Madeline Barrier, Celine. Celine. Oh, yeah, Celine. Yeah. yeah. So they gave a, a swappable head there. So technically it's a five-figure set, even though there's four bodies. Um, just huh. a two-headed. You can change out the head for a different character there. And then uh, I believe White Bishop is in there. Is that right? White Knight? A White Bishop? Um, oh, what's his name now? His name has escaped me. He's got uh, cybernetic hand or cybernetics built into him. Um, Pierce? Um, no. See I'm now, Jefferson like, uh, Pierce, not Trask. Oh, it's like right on the top. It's right on the tip of my tongue, but I cannot remember. I don't know. It's escaping me too. Like my knowledge to change diapers has flooded into my classic X Men knowledge, <laughs> and it really upsets me. It's not Cable. It's not Strife. Donald Pierce. Donald Pierce. That Donald was it. Pierce. Oh, he was the villain from uh, Logan. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, but they are, and Hasbro has announced the Logan um, two-pack figures with him and old man, uh, Professor X, yeah. getting wheeled around on a wheelchair. But Logan's <sighs> all bloody with exchangeable hands for claws and everything, and it looks good. It looks sick. It looks good. Uh, but for, as far as Star Wars go, they're, they're releasing a Return of the Jedi uh, multi-pack for figures uh, for the indoor pack. So it's got Han, Luke, and Leia from their indoor outfits, along with Paplu and a speeder bike. So it's a big set. Um, it also costs over $100, but it is what it is. <laughs> it's um, just money. It's just money. He, he's already rationalized that already. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's already a buy. It's already a must-buy. Uh, and then you've got stuff um, like coming out, like single-pack figures that are coming out. But um, uh, the other really cool item that I will be doing everything I can to get my hands on is the uh, Stan Lee from Ragnarok. Um, uh, they're coming out with, uh, I, oh, boy. Now I've already forgot the company name that does it, but it's a huge toy company that does them. Um, I'm the Hot Toys. Sorry, the Hot Toys oh. exclusive is Stan Lee from Ragnarok. So his character in there with the barber with all the metallic, <laughs> hand, like the metal hands coming out. It looks phenomenal. Uh, Hot Toys. Hot Toys has been rotating Stan Lee cameos um, for the past few exclusives that they've done, and they all look fantastic. So that's awesome. I'm going to try to get my hands on that one, even though that'll cost a pretty penny. Also, so. But, yeah, those are the things I'm most excited about. There's also Ninja Turtles coming out from NECA, and they always do a great job with their turtles. This year they went with their um, – I must have missed this in the cartoon and comics, but they were going back to their rock band days. So it's – Oh, yeah. yeah, that was when they were more uh, – it was like a live-action stadium tour. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm not a huge fan of that era, I guess you could say, but those figures looked phenomenal. But um, it wouldn't be Mutant Turtles that I would want personally. But I think there's a stuff. girl one on that one. I can't um, tell. Yeah, I know the sure. girl showed up later in like the mid '90s for the live action show. I don't know if she made the musical tour. Yeah, uh, but that's really it as far as toys go. I mean, they're doing a Wampa uh, for the six inch scale. They're re-releasing -re him for the uh, uh, vintage stock, uh, vintage carded figures with a box set from Kenner. Um, and then, yeah, those are really the big things for me. So very very excited about toys coming out, and I wish I could be on the floor hunting them down myself. We um, should have been. Yeah. We should have been there. But uh, I will do my best to find them uh, within the first five minutes. 
Well, they yeah, online, online. Well, they're still available yeah. online. I, I wish you the best of luck. Yeah, it's going to be lucky if I get any. So um, it's always a nightmare with online stuff. But, yeah, looking forward to it. That is awesome. Thank you for jumping in so hard on that one. I knew what I was asking for. So. <laughs> yeah, and obviously, if you're a pop guy, there's a lot of Funko Pops coming out, and I'm going to try to do my best to avoid all of them. So, um, Good luck on that, too. Olivia might kill me. So, <laughs> I was uh, really looking online pretty hard to see if there were any way I could get my hands on some of like the Comic-Con exclusive covers for comics. Um, but uh, normally, I go to... What is it? Fan... Fanographics? Fanographics normally has the... Um, sorry, my daughter just turned on the light from upstairs. I could see it. It's like a little bulb that lets me know she's probably playing to come down here, which is fine. But uh, Fanographics uh, puts out kind of like the really cool like Comic-Con exclusive book. So you get like a foil cover book that's only available at this specific con. I love picking up a bunch of them on that C2E2. And I was going to make a beeline for that booth. And now it's 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 not a thing. So I'm hoping that maybe I can jump online and find something. Uh, if not, it is what it is. So we're bringing tents next year for the front door. Is that what we're planning yeah. on? Yeah. Forget yeah. forget about hotels. Just tent it up. We'll I'll sleep on the goddamn ground. And it's San Diego, so they're like, oh, the homeless. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. used to that kind of thing. It's okay. <laughs> also, uh, the whole time I'm there, I'm probably going to have a full-blown tent pitched anyway as I walk around the floor, just a pure excitement. <laughs> pure good, excitement. The only good news about it happening next year is I, I'll be taking Bubble Fett with me. Nice. Yeah, so I'll be ready to go nice. at least one of the days. I might dress up one of the days as uh, Rick Sanchez. Why not? My hair is going great. My hair will probably be completely gray by then. And we, we can just do it. I'll get I'll get real drunk and in character. It'll be awesome. We'll walk around with a ray gun. A portal gun. Sorry. Excuse me. We'll do that late in the game. That'll be a good time. Yeah. That'll be a real good time. I'll call you Morty the whole time. You're like, not, not him. All right. I can dress up like him one day. That's fine. <laughs> that would be fantastic. Yeah. I'll have to shave, but it'll be all right. Yeah. Well, it'll be okay. Almost got the short hair going, so. It'll be okay. It'll probably be gone by then. Well, you son of a bitch, I'm in uh, the whole time. Everything we do. But anyway, but that is uh, kind of what's going on with San Diego Comic-Con. There's still a bunch of panels and stuff that we are interested to check out. They will be dropping later today uh, and then throughout the week uh, as they would normally. Uh, So I'm sure we'll have plenty of news next week to see what was announced, kind of some cool things that come out of that. Uh, But otherwise, if you want to check out cosplayers, you still can. Because all of those people, I think, have links and stuff you can go check out from uh, the San Diego Comic-Con website and also the social media. If you follow the hashtags, you will go and you will find these incredible cosplayers. Because believe me, either it's just cool or they're just, whew, wow. Uh, yeah. So it's worth checking out. Yeah, they put a lot of work into those outfits and costumes, and some of them are uh, bigger than life really i mean yeah some of the things they find a way to bring to life are amazing and some of the um artistic elements that go into some of those costumes and dresses and everything else that i mean some of them sew everything that they make everything they wear they they personally did so um it's a lot of passion there so it's really awesome to see yeah so we certainly look forward to seeing that um of course uh sci-fi wire also i'm sorry sci-fi also is dropping a really cool thing later this week it's 
kind of like a documentary about Todd McFarlane. Uh, they're launching that to see kind of how he got started in the industry and the risk he took to get Image off the ground and up and running and really revolutionize uh, comics, especially in the early 90s and the way things were done. Uh, so without him, we wouldn't have a lot of the creator-owned stuff that we have today, which has led to a lot of really good movies, and we'll talk about one just a little later on. Todd McFarlane also was my first foray into action figures and things in regards to comic books. I was working at Toys R Us when I was a teenager. Uh, rest in peace to the Big Bad Toy Store. Jeffrey Giraffe, you were gone too right, soon. Right, right. But uh, we carried a lot of the Todd McFarlane, the Spawn figures, and then what he came out with afterwards. And uh, honestly, without seeing what he came up with, I would have probably, at least for a long time, not thought anything about action figures being for not just children. Right. Yeah, a lot of his action figure stuff, though, I think my favorite one set that I bought from him was the original figures for Metal Gear Solid. They were just the coolest thing I'd ever seen up to that point as far as action figures could go, because at that time I was a early teenager, um, and the attention to detail and the realistic... Uh, detail he put on the characters that you would not have gotten from the video game because it was a PlayStation 1, so you know, right. we're limited by graphics. But the attention to detail and the lifelike uh, manner in which those toys had was pretty awesome. That and Psycho Mantis came with, like, the coolest shit. He, he had, like, the gas mask and the gimp suit. and um, Snake came with the silenced handgun and the FAMAS, like, assault rifle. And I didn't know all those things, but it was super cool. Back then, I kind of wish I still had them now because I totally out of the box and played with them. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You yeah. had to when you are a kid. Yeah, hell yeah. Now if I could go back in time and take that first Spawn figure out of my hand and smack me upside the head and uh, put that right back in the box. And it's some of the Ninja Turtle stuff I think I probably could make cash on, but who knows? Mm-hmm. Who knows? But anyway, speaking of things that you're trying to keep your kids from doing, I think that transitions nicely into our dad segment. Yeah. Which uh, today is a bit of a bummer in the dad segment. Normally we talk about having fun with the kills. But today, uh, because we are hitting up that back-to-school season, uh, which can't wait to see those dismal figures coming from Walmart and the rest <laughs> of the retailers. Um, that should be interesting. But uh, also, a lot of like our local school districts have just announced their plans for the, the school year coming up. And they are, let's just say it, being met with controversy. Yes. Yes. Now, fortunately, my kiddo is not quite old enough to go to school, so this isn't something I'm having to worry about. Um, I know, John, yours is far too young, uh, so you definitely don't have to worry about that quite yet. Thank goodness. Yeah, but, uh, Eric, you've got you've got Logan, right? Yeah, I get the good fortune of uh, experiencing this firsthand. Logan's going to be starting second grade here next month. So up until yesterday, we weren't really sure what that looked like. Um the school district that we're in is offering a fully in-person or fully virtual option. There's really no in-between, at least not at this point. And, you know, looking into it, just being honest, my wife and I are not real keen on the idea of sending him every day. Uh, we don't love it. However, we are both working adults, and we don't really feel like we have a choice. And if we're in that position, I'm sure that there are a lot of other people that are too. And I don't know the right answer, but I don't like the answers that we're seeing so far. It probably isn't a 
true, correct answer for the situation. I agree. And I would agree. Like anybody in a two-income family, well, if they've got nine-to-fives or something different, mm-hmm. I mean, there's work schedules that are going to conflict with school schedules somewhere. So if they can't send them every day, I mean, they don't want to send them every day, but that's the only option. That's uh, that is that's it. So um, I'm sure there's a lot of uh, families that are conflicted with the whole decision right now. So I totally understand where you're coming from. Uh, even in my workplace, like people have already talked to me about what they're going to do. And mm-hmm. I just say, whatever you feel like is best for your family. If you need certain days off a week, whatever the situation is, because all every school district is different, which is also yeah, that's, tough on there's families. no uniform. Like, if, well, if I was over there, I could do two and three days, like s- switch off or whatever. Right. <laughs> but like, but that just depends on your school district you're in. So yeah, there are so many variables, and then the the school district we're in is talking about when you do virtual learning, it's they're reporting a minimum six hours of virtual instruction per day, which. You know, I'm sitting here thinking, okay, my kid's seven. There's no fucking way he's sitting somewhere for six hours looking at a computer screen. It's just not happening. But then you start to ask the question, you know, we're working adults. So if we were to try to do a virtual option, our evenings would be completely devoted to him doing it, which would be miserable for everybody. Him included. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, as a, as a kid, you know... In the spring, the last couple quarters of school, we made a very concentrated effort to make sure that Logan did all of his schoolwork, or at least all of his schoolwork that wasn't art. He does his own art stuff on his own, so that's okay. But we tried to get him to do as much as possible, and I think we actually got through every assignment in the core subjects. But I know there were a lot of kids in his class that that was not the case. And if they're not doing it when they aren't requiring six hours, they're damn sure not going to do it when they are requiring six hours. Well, that's what um, we obviously have. I have friends that are high school teachers and uh-huh. elementary school teachers. And last spring it was, you're passing everybody. Right. Like what, you're, what finding, choice a, you're you finding a way to pass everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, finished assignments or not. So there was zero accountability. And now these kids that are returning to school if they're doing virtual learning, accountability is going to be there this year. So it's going to be a different experience even from the springtime. And I had teachers tell me that there were kids that logged on one time mm-hmm. just to log on. And then like, yep, not doing this. And their parents weren't on them. Uh, teacher would send emails out. Nothing would happen. Still had to pass a kid. Yeah, what are they yeah. going to do? Pull Michelle Pfeiffer from Dangerous Minds and go to their house? Like, no. <laughs> no. But, I mean – to use a, a word that John's very fond of, realistically, what are you going to do with these guys? I mean, honestly, it's great. It's fantastic. <laughs> now, it does, it presents like this really difficult challenge, though, because historically, public schools were created to educate, yes, but also as a big answer to what do we do with kids if we can't let them work in the factories because you had all those child labor laws come through, and then all of a sudden the government realized, oh, crap, we got, if we want people to keep working – we got to find something to do with their kids. And so that's how you got a lot of the public school stuff starting. Um, And now like that's just so ingrained in our culture. Like you go work because you're a grown up and you go to school because you're a kid. Yeah. Well, you take school away and the grown up still has to go to work. But all of a sudden, again, it's that initial original problem. Ah, crap. What do we do with the kids? Like, I know it's the gig economy and they'd all like to get started on their streaming careers early. But you can't just leave them home alone 
all day. If that was an option, I'd buy Logan a streaming PC tomorrow. Done. But that's not an option. Uh, I was gonna, is that is that an option? <laughs> no, let him at least get to you know get through high school, and then we can talk about his uh, his video game obsession. Well, and not just that, but like think about the families that right now, even during the springtime, maybe they were depending on that older kid to watch get, the watch younger the younger one. kid right. to do right. stuff. And now, let's say the older kid chooses to go to school, like he's like I or he or she wants to go to school, and their brother or sister. You, as an adult, want to keep them home. Well, either you're stuck sending them to school because they're in the same district, so they're going to school too, or you're keeping the older kid from what they want to do, which never history, works. Yeah, history usually shows goes you, pretty poorly. Yeah, history yeah. shows you that they are going to do a worse job than ever before. And that brings up another good point, too. With with all the virtual stuff, last you know, the last quarter, quarter and a half of school last year, you know, the kids use that time to, for lack of a better term, avoid cabin fever. My kids can only sit at home for so long before they just want to tear the place apart because they're bored out of their friggin' minds. And we got plenty of stuff to do, but it only goes so far. That's a true story. Yeah, I mean, you try to do that for an entire school year, it's just not gonna, it's not gonna work well. I mean, even homeschooled kids get out of the house to go to, like, the YMCA for, like, group swim and stuff. Yeah. Like, there's just, it's very difficult to keep people indoors, especially when they're used to having Mm -hmm. that schedule. Also, there's a lot of stuff that you do at school that you just don't get a benefit from if you are trying to emulate that at home. One of them, first of all, is social interaction. It's important. That's probably the biggest one. People have to know how to talk to, to other people. And they also need to get very used to the idea that as much as schools to educate people, it really also gets you ready for showing up to work later on in life. Like it's your dry run. Showing up for work, respecting authority, which is huge. Building a discipline, things of that nature. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that you learn at school. I'm a dad right now. And I'm like, dude, I don't, I'm too tired to tell my kid that's wrong. Like, right. Well, you know just, how much school gets that across? Then I don't even have to. But like they don't—they're not afraid to ask you for help with something because you're their parent. Mm-hmm. They are afraid to ask another student, a teacher, maybe a tutor that they don't necessarily know very well for help. Like I try to teach, especially with my employees. A lot of them are young, but like when they have a problem and their parent calls me, that's a problem. I look at—I I'm on the phone. I'm just like. So I need your child to call me because they're employed. You are not. So I can't discuss anything with you. Mm. So I need them to either get on the phone right now or have them call me or they can come in and schedule a time to talk to me, whatever you want, but they have to talk to me. So you force that issue. Same thing with um, we run a business outside. We do a uh, volleyball league for adults, but there are – Teenagers that play in our leagues that are uh, graduated from high school, so they play in the adult leagues, which is fine, and they're in college and all that good stuff. And I, I saw this girl, and it was very obvious that she had money to like sign up for the league and register and like had to get a waiver and everything like that. And I could tell that that's what she needed, and I was the last person that she probably wanted to talk to because she doesn't really know me. She knows my wife really well. Sure. Um, at least she's dealt with my wife before and she's never dealt with me. So even though I had a premier shirt on, I had, I had everything that meant I was in charge of that situation. 
uh, and she would not approach me because she was mm. afraid to be she wrong. Didn't know you? Yeah, she was yeah. not didn't know me, but also afraid to be wrong. So she was worried about getting embarrassed, and it wouldn't have been that embarrassing. I'd have been like, "Yeah, I'm not the guy you want to talk to." Yeah, you want to go talk to that guy over there? Yeah, boom, right, done. Yeah, but like people are still scared now of approaching somebody they don't know. Which I mean, obviously, you don't want to approach everybody you don't know, but. <laughs> Um, Are you kidding me? Yeah, right. I get drunk at the bar and then call a stranger. There you <laughs> go. Come pick me up. <laughs> yeah, also, can Uber. we stop at yeah, Jack exactly. in the Box? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's so important for that social interaction so they actually get out of their comfort zone a little bit, even though they know their classmates for the most part, but they still have to get out of their comfort zone sometimes, whether it be reading out loud in class mm-hmm. or standing up and giving a presentation, which some of that stuff I heard was not a thing anymore, which is just insane to me. But... Um, those skills are lifelong skills that need to be built in a school setting, mm-hmm. in my opinion. And, but again, with this current situation, there's no wrong answer to what you do for your family because you know what's best for what you guys can do. Yeah, let me go ahead and play the other side of this coin. I would be very uncomfortable sending my kid back right now. If, oh, if yeah. I would have some serious reservations because just, I mean, think about this. So... Are you able to do social distancing? Maybe. If you have young kids, I mean, man, it's still, it's a, it's going to be a challenge in high school. You'd have to guarantee class sizes. Yeah. And you can never do that. You can never do that. That's a problem before, um, even before all this, it was a problem to have the correct number of students in each class because you have more kids and you had teachers. You couldn't handle it. Now you have teachers who also might not want to come back because of serious health concerns. You're looking at maybe a third of the teaching populations over 50. Yeah, what if somebody's in their 30th year teaching? Like, yeah. nope. I have a member of my staff that's 24 years old, but he's asthmatic. He's terrified. I would be absolutely terrified. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so, and rightly so. And yeah. so now you have even fewer teachers, and you are going to struggle way more, way more to keep that teacher-student ratio class size appropriate. And I know there some places are doing things for recycling. Some kids come on Monday, Tuesday. Other kids Thursday, Friday. Wednesday is straight-up virtual for everyone. I mean, however they're doing it. But still, like, there's no way that you can guarantee people to be there to make sure that, especially the little ones, keeping masks on, keeping gloves on, or maintaining the right contact. Or, you know, I mean, it's hard enough to get kids to wash their hands normally. Right, exactly. And you talk about schools, children. Okay, we made jokes two years ago when we started sending Logan to school that schools are a Petri dish. We make that joke now. I mean, yeah, you know, Barrett's in daycare, Logan's in school, and and we're always sitting here saying, you know, we're going to get, you know, we're going to get the the fall cold, or we're going to get this, or we're going to get the spring cold, which ironically, we didn't get the spring cold this year. I wonder why that happened. I got the summer cold. <laughs> that was last week. I swear to God, I thought I had COVID for real. Went and got tested, everything. Well, that's the problem now. If you cough in the wrong direction, somebody assumes that you do. Right. But if you cough at all, they're like, oh my God, COVID. And not, and not only that, but you're also talking about the restrictions on kids that are not feeling well. I mean, when I was in school, you know, it was easy enough for me to go to the nurse and say, I don't feel good. Can I go home? And they call my mom. 
Can you imagine how easy it's going to be now? Oh, my God. Holy Can crap. I go to the nurse? No, you just go straight home. Yeah, it's not even going to be an option of the nurse calling me and saying, hey, he wants to come home. It's going to be, hey, get your ass to the school and pick up your kid right now. You pick him up <laughs> from his own special Ebola tent they've had yeah. set up for him. I would feel better personally. I'm, I'm not in love with the idea of sending Logan, but like I said, I don't feel like in our family situation there is a choice. Um, I would feel a little better if the school district we were in was offering some kind of half-and-half half option because, you know, it, I'm going to make sure that my son keeps up as best he can, you know, throughout. We did that last spring when, John, like you said, we didn't really have to. And, you know, we had some neighbors down the street that, that our kids are friends with, and they didn't do it at all, and they were free to admit it. But we made a point to try to keep up with it because we wanted to do our best to maintain that discipline and make sure that Logan understood the value of hard work and, and how important it is. Um, I think a half and half would be better. That gives him some time for the social interaction. That gives him some time for the structured learning. But six hours of virtual a day is not going to happen. Yeah, I that's mean, tough. And that's not even a discipline thing. That's a how many hours do we have in a day thing. It's just not there. Yeah, you can't even get adults to sit at their desk for eight hours. I oh know. My God. Not at all. Yeah, and they're definitely not all working the whole time. Oh, no, not at all. Hell no. I didn't even want to bring up the fact that if you're looking at remote workers, you're not laying somebody glued to their desk for eight hours. There's no way. No. I mean, there's no way in a normal office environment that happens. I was thinking about it because I worked remote and then went back to the office, and then I went remote again, mm -hmm. and now I'm back in the office. I was looking at the amount of time I spend out of my desk at the office dealing with stuff that I only have to do when I'm in the office. Mm -hmm. It's huge. It's at least a good, solid, maybe 15 to 20% of my day if I'm actively avoiding it. Right. If, if I'm looking for a reason to get up and walk, I find stuff to do at the office that magically needs to be handled. But if I'm working remote, it doesn't happen at all. And I'm still getting normal stuff done. So it's incredible the amount of time as adults we don't do the work we're supposed to be doing. Or not necessarily the work we're supposed to be doing, but the curriculum, for lack of a better term, at your day job. There's no way you can expect kids to do that. It's funny. I never noticed it. But my my job, I don't have the option of being able to work from home, realistically. Um, at least not in the current climate. Um, but I make a point every hour, hour and a half, I do what back in the day they would call it the captain's walk. You walk the whole ship and, and look at everything. I make a point to do that. I, I walk around my building. I walk through my shop. You know, I just kind of, I most of the time, honestly, I'm listening to back episodes of the podcast, trying to critique how many times I say honestly in one sentence, which is ridiculous it's four so far in this sentence i'm well aware okay uh, <laughs> but i do that at least Keith, count that for me was that there right we go. Four? there okay. we go i do that at least five times a day and then you sit there and think okay how much time did i lose and sometimes sometimes i find some effective stuff by doing it but a lot of times it's like okay how much time did i lose by doing that it's a lot because mm -hmm. the small things you pick up on except for do. my sanity yeah, well. <laughs> and while you're doing that walk, you always have to stop and say something because you see something. That's, oh, every time. So. It's incredible the things that you wouldn't find if you never looked. Mm -hmm. But problems, you or find them when you go looking. It's mm -hmm. a damn shame. Well, I think as far as the education stuff, I think everyone agrees that nobody agrees on the right thing to do here. It's 
it's a tough situation. I, I mean, kids eventually have to go back to school, but we'd all just like for them to go to school when it's objectively safer. Yeah, when we're not risking, well, what's the percentage? It was. It doesn't matter what the percentage was, 14,000 lives of children. Like, when we're not risking that because you don't know which 14,000 are going to go, and even if you did, you, you still wouldn't wish that on no. anybody. Right. So, I mean, it's tough. Um, it, it's just one of the things that this wonderful COVID era is really forcing us to look at that we've never thought before. And uh, it sucks. And uh, I hope it clears up selfishly by the time my, my kids do to go to school. Mm-hmm. Uh, but otherwise, I feel, I feel real bad for the single parents right now, too. Yes. I mean, they are really facing some choices because they don't have the option. Either that or you take your kid back to daycare, in which case daycare might not be the best place right now either because you have the same issues. And some daycares mm-hmm. aren't even open yet. Yep. So. My daycare for my kiddo shut down completely, as in will never open their doors again. Oh, wow. Yeah. It, long story, but yeah, I don't have somewhere to take Kinsley during the day now. She just goes and hangs out with her grandparents, which is a struggle later down the road because she's not going to want to go somewhere because she loves hanging out with her grandparents. Right. And I feel bad for them because they're like, you know, you could be responsible for your own child. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you'll miss these years later on. I try and guilt them into it. And they're like, yeah, true, but you could still. So it's tough. It's tough if you have kiddos, but uh, you got to do what you got to do. So I'll just wait for the government to forgive my house loan completely, and uh, then I don't have to worry about it. And then Olivia won't have to work because I'll be able to afford everything after that. There we go. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of them, let, a let, lot of citizens could probably say the same let thing. Let me though. know. If they start forgiving mortgages. So you guys are good. You guys you guys bought that house out. Like You're good. You're Thank set. You so All much. done. Appreciate it. Thank you. Can we talk about my student loans next? Can yeah. we never? No. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, all right. Still, uh, what is yeah. it? Actually, that's twice as much now. Fifteen percent interest on all those for the rest of your life. Uh, mine's not that bad. Thank God, it's at four percent. But still, they could raise it. <laughs> no, it's a secure. Oh no, no, shit, they yeah, probably well, could. Yeah. I hope it's secured. I, I actively look for the secured ones, but anyway. you never know. <laughs> But anyway, let's move on to something a little more lively, lighthearted, and entertaining. Uh, a beautiful thing we call escapism. And the first thing we're going to start with is TV. Oh, damn it. I, I, love, I love how you just... Uh, it was supposed to be lighthearted, lively. but we're going to knock out the thing that really sucks. Yeah, you specifically said lively. Yeah, oh, stop it's it. It's not the word you wanted to use there. You realize you're lining me up for a set of jokes that I will later feel guilty about and I have can't to wait. edit out of the podcast. Yeah, that's fine. Retroactively. So, um, later feel guilty? Yeah, like <laughs> I finally felt guilty enough to remove some jokes in one of the way earlier episodes. Uh, yeah, yeah, I get you. Okay, all right. Smart. Yeah, we won't go down there. That, so, mi- that Okay. So TV show <laughs> news, um, if you know him from Myth, Myth, wow, blah, 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 Mythbusters, uh, Grant Imahara passed away. He was 49. He had a uh, brain aneurysm last week. Just absolutely terrible. Uh, he's most notably known for his work on MythBusters. Like I said, uh, he was an electrical, well, an engineer in robotics. So uh, and he made some of the really cool builds that they would use to test stuff. Mm-hmm. He did a lot of cool stuff for them. Um, watching episodes that he was involved with were just fantastic. And then he also worked for Lucasfilm. And helped uh, bring R2-D2 to life. So uh, uh, a whole Star Wars community obviously mourned his death. Uh, anybody that was a fan of Mythbusters uh, mourned. I uh, saw a lot of posts about that. 
And uh, so, yeah, that's it's very, very unfortunate. 49, too young to go. Um, probably still had projects on his on his list that he wanted to complete and probably had a lot of people looking at him to complete those. Yeah. So uh, very, very sad that he passed last week. Yeah, that's the tough. That is the tough news. Uh, but in dare I say it, lighter news, I'm I'm chugging along on Warrior None. Yeah, how's that going? It's actually pretty cool. It's, it's pretty. It's interesting, right? It is. Like it's the type of show where I feel like I shouldn't like it, and I don't know why I say that. I think it just it feels like it's a slow build, but it's really not. Cool stuff happens all the time. Yeah. And then you get to see Sister Mary, who really reminds me of one of the main protagonists from HBO's Watchmen. You're going to go there? Yep. Absolutely. She does. She looks she does. exactly like the. She's essentially. They look similar. They act she's similar. She's a warrior nun. Yeah. It's the same motif. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they're both badasses with shotguns. And actually, and they'll kick your ass. Like, it, I just love it. Okay, I'm unapologetic. Great characters. Uh, but in Warrior Nun, that character's badass because she's like kind of a nun, but kind of not. Yeah, no vows taken. Yeah, she's just kind of like essentially freelancing it. Yeah. And How and deep are you in it? Ass. I'm sorry. Um, okay. I think there's 10 episodes total. So I might be in six. Let me just give it to you like this. We don't have to worry about Lilith's plot line anymore. Okay. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I'm on. Gotcha. Gotcha. The faces you make when I say, we don't have to worry about that anymore, and then you look at me like, well, maybe you do. Um, her name is Lilith, after all. Yeah. So. Um, okay. The, uh, but I, so I finished it. Okay. And, man, I just hate how every episode just sucks you in. It does. Every that's episode. the thing about that show. I think that's why I liked it so much, because every episode you're like, Nope, got to start new. Got to start a new episode. As, like have to start it right away. As like the credits roll, and you just watch the little bar on Netflix start scrolling to next episode starting in ten nine. I'm like eight seven six five four three two now. Like I'm like fuck it. I'll sleep tomorrow. Yeah, it's pretty insane how it, how it just sucks you in. Because I'll agree. Like sometimes it's slow. Yeah, there's weird slow parts. Seem like it's well, it seems slow, but it, there's actually things happening and maybe other places in the story, but. Things are happening faster than you think they are. And it's just, but the end scene is always great. And then it cuts at a part where you're like, you can't cut there. Why would you cut there? It does. And it does it. It does it every episode. So so the argument I will make with that show is it's totally worth watching. And I encourage everyone to watch Warrior Known on Netflix. But it's paced so almost differently. Yeah, well, uh, they discussed how they it could have been a movie. Oh, it, and it kind of should have been. It plays like a movie uh, when you're watching the episode, and then when you get to the end, you're going to notice like you're like, yeah, it, if it was a movie, it would have probably stopped. We could have cut this out. Yeah, here. you could cut this down. You could cut that down and moved it, and and it would have still made sense. But it would have been like a three hour movie. I'd have been okay with that. Yeah, except nobody would go watch it because it's Warrior Nun, a three hour long movie that you've never heard of. So yeah, that would have been. It the would kicker. not have initially dropped on Netflix, right? Correct. It would have theatrically, yeah, and that or would have, that would have tanked. Yeah. You're right. So that would be, would have been the issue with that. Yeah, I do still recommend the show, though. It's Absolutely. pretty cool, though, because the main character, you actually feel like you're experiencing life for the first time with her. Yeah, 
Absolutely. Like she's experiencing a lot of firsts and you kind of feel it's, you feel that excitement. You're like, oh my God, my first party, my first rave, my first time on ecstasy. Uh, <laughs> right. Wait, yeah. What? And, and oh my God, my first demon. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm feeling it, girl. I'm right there with you. Oh my God, my first secret society within the Catholic church where they, oh shit, you're real. Okay. <laughs> like, it's cool. I tried to watch the first episode with Steph. She wasn't really feeling it at the time, but I'm going to give it another go here real, real soon. It's definitely one of those things you're either in it or you're not. Yeah, I could see that. But as far as TV shows, that's really all I've got right now. I feel like a lot of stuff has just been kind of like not really hidden, although stuff's dropping. We've been watching stuff all summer, but I think it's about time for fall shows to start, and we're kind of hiatus because productions have been shut down. I think I think we'll see a lot stronger TV lineup real soon. You know, late August, early September, I think things will start getting a little bit better. Yeah, Matt's not here, so I can say that I'm still in the middle of Ozark. Oh, <laughs> um, so good! I can is, hear him yelling about Ozark good. from here. Yeah. Actually, hey Matt, we're talking about Ozark. <laughs> hey, he's going to tell you about how much he loves that show. Oh, he just texted me. Oh, hey, he's Facetiming me. What Ozark is, is so fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> No, that show, he loves that show for good reason, though. Oh, yeah, it was a great show. Uh, I kind of, Olivia started watching with with me, and she thought it was too boring in season one, so now she's <sighs> she's dropped off the wagon, so I'm just like, I'm just moving through, which is good for me because. Yeah, because now you're watching a lot more episodes a lot yes, quicker. Uh-huh, yeah, so I'm moving through it pretty quickly <laughs> now because uh, I made that call like last week where I'm like. Cause call I kept it audible. Asking, you're yeah, out. I kept asking him, like, hey, you, do you want to watch Ozark tonight? No. Well, okay. And <laughs> Let me rephrase this. Hey, I'm watching Ozark tonight. Are you joining or are you going somewhere else? Yeah. So all of a sudden my lunch breaks have turned into an episode of Ozark every day. So I'm just working through it. God, what a time to be alive. Anyway, um, we're going to go ahead and jump right past the TV shows because that's really all we've got right now. Uh, my wife's watching Space Force on Netflix, which... She's enjoying. So if you're a fan of Steve Carell, you're going to love that show. It's definitely uh, it, it's definitely just a version of The Office with military stuff. The only reason I really love that show is because of John Malkovich. Yeah. If yeah. he was not in that show, I probably wouldn't care to watch it. Yeah. It's it's okay. It's I only okay. made it to two episodes. Right. And I was just like, meh. It has yeah. some redeeming moments, but they are kind of... Kind of rough to get into, but Netflix did greenlight season two. So, mm-hmm. like it or not, you're that's because it was probably number one for three weeks in a row until um, everybody saw it. That one. <laughs> 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 All right, but speaking of Netflix, there is something else on there that you should watch if you have not seen it yet. I briefly mentioned this uh, a little bit earlier, uh, but that is the Old Guard on Netflix. That is that sweet new movie with uh, God, the one, the only Charlie is Theron. Mm-hmm. Man. And the cool thing about this movie is that they portray a group of characters. There's four of them. Uh, and they find a fifth one. And it's actually really cool how everything goes on in this movie. But they are essentially immortals. And the first one uh, is Andy. She's the oldest. Uh, she finds the other ones who do not die. Uh, it does not mean people don't kill them. It just means they don't stay dead. Uh, which is pretty hmm. cool, especially when you turn that into an action movie. So all the cool things that they can do, uh, you get to see. And they took this really good concept of if somebody is a thousand years old, 
how would they fight? And they show you all the different styles of fighting that she can do, and they are badass. Like the behind-the-scenes stuff that you can watch to see Charlize Theron just go at it with some of these people is just badass. It's one of my more favorite things about the movie was watching behind-the-scenes stuff. But the movie itself is good enough uh, to enjoy totally on its own. It's got a lot of great characters, a great diverse cast, a lot of globe-trotting action. And some good character development. There's some really strong character development. And all of these things stem from this source material, which is The Old Guard, which is published through Image Comics, which is why we mentioned it earlier, the company that would not be without Todd McFarlane. Uh, But the writer of that comic book series is Greg Rucka. And that man can write his ass off. A lot of his uh, comic book work is pretty famous. Uh, He started Gotham Central. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was a really cool comic book series. The concept being, if you're in Gotham, what would it be like to be within the police department and see those actual stories? So we got a bit of a police procedural when you're dealing with all of Batman's rogue galleries from the criminal justice side. So it's very cool. He's got a lot of really good work. Uh, some of his other works, Lazarus, are pretty groundbreaking and cool to check out. I'd be surprised if that's now a movie soon as well. But uh, that aside, high praise for the old guard. If you want to see something that is just good popcorn, fun, entertainment, but you can also think about, this is the movie for you. I'll have to check that out. That sounds really interesting. I I really, really think you should. Okay. Yeah, high praise. So uh, as far as movies, I think that's probably all I've got right now. I haven't really seen anything else. I watched Dr. Sleep. Which I don't know if I talked about yet. Mm-mm. Yeah. Okay, it's a good movie. It's a good movie. There's a butt there. There's a big butt. Mm-hmm. This, okay, so this movie has really... Um, God, God damn it. It sticks with you. Like, you'll think about this movie. Okay, because it's the same director as Oculus and... Um, oh, that's good. I, like, I enjoyed that movie. Yeah. I mean, he's a great horror director. What's uh, Mike Flanagan. Almost, almost took yeah. me a minute to try to remember it, but it's Mike Flanagan. He's a great horror director. He also directed this movie that you can find on Netflix called Hush, where an intruder, like one of those like mass serial killer stalkers, stalks a deaf woman in her home. Hmm. But you find out very quickly she is far from helpless and is a badass movie. But he's really good at visuals. And what Dr. Sleep does, the film, is it's an adaptation of Stephen King's novel, which was a sequel to The Shining, but it's also a pretty good sequel to Stanley Kubrick's The Shining, which was fairly loosely based on Stephen King's uh, novel of the same name. So you get to see the Outlook Hotel. You get to see a lot of those striking visuals from the first Shining movie expanded on in this movie. So it's a very visual experience. You're going to remember what you see an awful lot. Uh, but there's a scene uh, that involves them uh, killing a kid, and it's an extended scene of torture that I just could not really get behind. It was just tough. I think it's because I'm a dad, and that has really softened me to some stuff. And I, ugh, I couldn't. I almost turned it off. I've found a lot of things involving children, especially ever since I've had them. Like, if, if it gets too... Can't do it anymore. Yeah, I just I can't can't, do it anymore. I can't be involved. It's just not not something I'm interested in being a part of anymore. Um, yeah, it's just tough. I mean, there's even like 
for some reason, it never bothered me. Like uh-huh. I watched the most recent it chapter one, chapter two, and it eats kids. And I had no problem with any of those scenes, but <laughs> I think it's because it's not real. You know, that's a monster. Like right. that's not, yeah. And Dr. Sleep, it's like, I mean, they're also not real. They're like psychic vampires or some shit, whatever. But it's real people doing stuff to other people. There's no, like, monster that you know isn't real. I'm just like, oh, God. I think that's why that movie, uh, which one was it? Cabin in the Woods? Yeah. Like, it didn't really go over very well. Like, it's got its niche, like, following, obviously. But when you, like, everything's just fake. Like, everything's just so fake. Well, every the whole point of that movie is everything's fake. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a Joss Whedon film. Yeah. And he was like, let's look at all of the tropes on all of the horror movies, and we're going to nail all of them. Yep. <laughs> the best thing that we get from Cabin in the Woods now is the scene where, who's the actor who played the, the dad in Step Brothers? God, I love him as an actor, too. He's hilarious. He, he's a fantastic actor. He's really good. He was in uh, The Shape of Water. Uh, he was a fantastic actor in that, too. But the meme is they're doing a raffle on who dies, how, what, Go, uh, Richard Jenkins. Yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. Richard Jenkins. So it's the best meme for 2020 because for every month, who, who had who had coke <laughs> bores for June? <laughs> like, uh, which is I mean, it's phenomenal. Uh, what was the one who had murder hornets for June? I think that murder was the yeah, meme. Yeah. Or sandstorm for <laughs> yeah, the sandstorm, the murder hornets, the coke bores. Yeah. So that's probably the best thing we get from that movie for now. <laughs> my my new favorite 2020, uh, I guess, video at this point is that, um, you know, those slingshots at like Six Flags. Like oh, the, yeah. The, yeah. You get strapped into a ball and you just like get slingshot in the air. One person is like, the it looks like a mom or maybe an aunt or something like that. And the other one is like this just kid. And he is, he might as well be pissing his pants before they take <laughs> off. <laughs> and then he like slips out of the harness. It looks like he is slipping out of the harness, and like she is like dying of laughter the whole time. And she's labeled 2019, <laughs> and, and he is getting like cross choked with his with his with his safety belt, and <laughs> right over him just 2020. And he's oh like, God. stop it, stop it, stop now!" And it's just. You can't get over it. I'm gonna yeah. have to go look for that. Yeah, one. It's, it's so good. That's awesome. I was dying when I saw it. My God, that's <laughs> awful. All right, okay. So something a little, a little more fun than almost dying on the slingshot ride. <laughs> um, actually, you know what? I'm not gonna do You're it. Really I'm not gonna bad. do it. I'm gonna no. I'm not gonna do it. We'll cover this uh, when we do the list for the after hour show. Um, okay. But uh, I do want to talk about video games. There's some a uh, little bit of noise being made in oh, the video wanna, game world. You don't want to ask Eric about the Fantastic Four? I really <laughs> wanted to ask him about that. We already line. talked about horror movies. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> all right, you know what? Let's do it. I just so, want to, I just want to know his thoughts. First off, I want you all to know that Matt is watching that movie right now. I'm sure of it. And probably <laughs> he's got time off. So, Fantastic Four, the 2015 version. Which, by the way, is on uh, Disney Plus. It's on Disney Plus now. Showed up about a week, week and a half ago. Maybe two weeks ago. It doesn't matter. (laughs) I I made a joke when I first saw it and said, hey, I'm going to watch this. I want to talk about it on the podcast. And everybody was making fun of me. It was like, you know. No, I said do it. Yeah, yeah. You said do it. It was one of those hold my beer moments. (laughs) But uh, it, um, man, I... 
there were some there were some good parts, I guess. And by good parts, I mean some of the actors were not terrible. Um, but holy crap, that was a flat movie. I mean, that was a two by four of a movie. Like we were, I mean, was, it was a sheet of drywall. Oh my God. Yeah. dude! Like, so Michael B. Jordan was good and he's rarely bad. You know, it's funny because I, I knew Michael B. Jordan for, you know, for roles that I didn't think he was that great out. This one being one of them just from what I saw, because I'd never seen the full movie. I'll be honest, never gave it the chance it deserved up until recently. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I never really thought that highly of him until I saw Black Panther. And then, you know, okay, they, I get it. He, I'm in. He's an incredible Eric Killmonger. He's pretty but, good in Creed. Yeah, he well. was good in Creed, too. In Creed, too. Yes. Um, but when I when I watched the full Fantastic Four movie after watching those other movies, I couldn't help but think, okay, I see, you know, I see Michael B. Jordan's personality and he's solid in the role. He did a good Johnny Storm, but that's just because of who he is. That's not because of anything other than who he is. The other characters, uh Kate Mara, who I'm actually a fan of, she Big was a fan House of, her. of cards for yeah, a while. She's really good. Um, I, I'm sorry. I couldn't get into her as Sue Storm at all. She, I didn't get it. I couldn't get into Miles Teller. I couldn't as Reed. I mean, I actually liked Miles Teller as the nerdy kid in the beginning before all the crazy shit happened. Yes. But then the plot started to, okay. Loosely used word plot started developing (laughs) and I was like, man, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not on board. And then when Dr. Doom showed up, it was like, Hey Logan, you want to play Monopoly? Cause I'm fucking out. <laughs> when I saw Doctor Doom show up, I don't know what it was, but as soon as I saw Kylo Ren in Star Wars, uh-huh. I had flashbacks of Doctor Doom briefly, and then Kylo Ren was good, and I was like, "Oh, okay, no, we're good, yeah, we're fine." Yeah, it, I don't know. Like the the Doctor Doom in that one was, I it just never never really picked up. He just showed up at one point. I'm like, "Oh, okay, that must be Doctor Doom." Yep, And then, you know, Steph wasn't watching the movie, but she was playing Monopoly with me and Logan. And then she looked up. She's like, oh, your movie's over. I'm like, it is? Uh, oh, shit. Okay. So it, it just, there was never any real buildup in the story to me. I mean, it, and, and unfortunately, and this one broke my heart because I really wanted this to be good. X-Men Dark Phoenix was the same way. Like, I had zero hope for that film. I had minimal hope for it too, but I, I like I kept sitting there thinking maybe this will be this will get good better. One. Yeah. This is gonna get better, and it just never did. It just held that same monotone the whole way through, and there was no, there was nothing to excite me at any point. So I watched that movie for the first time. I watched that movie for the first time on an airplane. Wait, uh-huh. which one? Dark Phoenix. Dark Phoenix. Mm-hmm. I bet that helped you sleep. I've never wished that an airplane would crash. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I still haven't, but oh it was God. close. It was a close thought. All right, so real quick, real quick. Yeah or nay, would you tell someone to watch Fantastic Four? Um, well, that depends on just how many of these beautiful goose islands you have to go with it. Yeah, and how much so. you how much you hate them. All right, okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so, but... It, Disney Plus has started peppering in the Fox X-Men movies and and things, which I find very interesting because you can't help but look and say, oh, yeah, there's 20 you know MCU, MCU movies. Somebody who has no idea who the hell the X-Men is is going to pull up Days of Future Past and start watching it and be like, what the f- Yeah, what the what hell's going doing? on here? Yeah. yeah. 
And they'll be like, oh, my God, Jennifer Lawrence is just a fixture. Mystique is really important to the X-Men. No, she is not. No, She's not really. She's actually only a for horrible, that star power. horrible, horrible person. But the Mystique got popular in the movies because of the special effects and because... And because of the actress. Yeah, and originally it was Rebecca Romaine, and she was, you know, for all intents and purposes, naked except for blue paint. Which and, was still cool. <laughs> I mean, I'm not complaining by any means, but that's why Mystique was good. casting. I yes. thought. I mean, Fox did a good job with casting yes. for Mystique, so. They did. Round of applause there for them. Uh, but you you know. <laughs> that's the wrong button. Damn it, I miss you, I Matt. I do it every time. We miss you, Matt. All right. You know what? That went over well. Speaking of uh, just great comic book movies, though, I did rewatch The Joker for the first time since I saw it in theaters. Oh, just Joker? Just Joker, yeah. And, uh, yeah, still good. Still good. That movie is still good. And I picked up on details I didn't see in theaters, obviously. We won't go into them now because I know we're moving on. But, yeah, yeah, uh, it's on HBO now, so if you have that, go check it out. I might have that tomorrow. Oh, there you go. There you go. If not, you can ask Matt for his HBO Max password. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'll hold text your breath. Him right now. Yeah, hold, <laughs> hold your breath. <laughs> All right. So, what else do we got rolling up? We got video games. But I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think we got time for them today. We might have to no. put down the back burner. Well, Real quick, tell us what you're excited about, though. So here's what here's what I'm excited about, and then John, I'm going to pass it off to you because I know you got some stuff going on too. So all right, we're doing the whole segment. Let's roll it. Well, we can make it quick though. Very quick. Xbox Game Showcase is on Thursday, July 23rd. They are going to be debuting gameplay footage from Halo Infinite, which I know a lot of people are excited about. I'm I'm excited. Curious. I want to see um, how it looks. Halo Five pissed me off. Um, so we'll see. Pissed everybody off. Yeah, it was terrible. Uh, so we'll see how Halo Infinite does, but I am looking forward to seeing the gameplay. I really do want to see what this next-gen stuff looks like and how it's going to be. Um, two things that I'm wanting to see from Xbox Games Showcase. Number one, I want to see if they're going to address the elephant in the room, which is they discontinued Xbox Live Gold 12-month subscriptions. What are they going to come up with to take its place? Is this going to steer more toward Game Pass or a is multi this, multi year maybe or something that's like that? What I'm wondering if they're going to offer a lifetime option or something like that. Which if they do, I'm going to jump on it because I'm going to have it. Um, but the rumor that started coming out, actually, I think it was yesterday. The rumor came out that I'm just jumping all over the walls for is that they're supposed to debut a new Fable game. Ooh, and I am. Just over the moon excited at the idea of doing that. It's been way too long. I know there's a lot of Fable fans out there, so they'll be very, very excited to hear that news. Yeah, and, and I hope that Fable, the first one was awesome. The second one was awesome. The third one, I didn't play far enough. Did you play any of them? I did or? not play the third one at all. I So one of my friends back in school like played it religiously, mm-hmm. uh, especially the first two. And that's when I probably hung out with him the most. Okay. So we would hang out and play Fable like almost next to each other. Yeah. And we would go through things and it was fun. Uh, I stopped playing those type of games just because sure. time, time consuming games. Just, yeah. And I just love playing games where I can sit down, play against a player for 20 minutes and then mm-hmm. be done and I'm good and it's satisfying for me. So I just like those kind of games more. Um, and I just don't have the time anymore. That's really what it comes down to. If I could sit down and play a game for two or three hours 
Um, I'd take shit a week. Mm-hmm. If I could play two or three hours a week in one game, I'd be ecstatic right now, but I just don't have that time. So, Oh, yeah. It's a uh, challenge. Yeah. I think so, that's the biggest thing. I'm, I'm curious to see. There have been some rumors that this Fable game might be something more along the lines of a shared world type game. Maybe not an MMO type, but maybe something with a lot of an online component. Which wouldn't surprise me because everything's trying to steer in that direction at this point. Yeah. Um, hopefully, here in a few days, we're going to know a whole lot more about it. Um, I'd be surprised if something to get announced this week, but at the same time, it's it's more focused on other things, entertainment, pop culture world. For, that's true. Um, since it's SDCC right now, so that's it true. might wait till after that cools off a little bit. Yep. That that is true. That is true. But hopefully they'll they'll wow us with something. I'd also love to see something about the pricing on these new systems because yeah, I'm still waiting on that too. Yeah, the the rumors are across the board. They're either you know I've heard anywhere from a hundred and ninety nine dollars to five ninety nine to anything and everything, and I I don't know. I mean I don't know how much it matters because at this point I'm you know drooling over new stuff, but who knows. Yeah, I mean, for me, going to the new systems, I think I've been sold on PlayStation at this point. Yeah, which sucks for it hurts me because normally <laughs> I get the Xbox first, whatever it is, and then I pick up PlayStation console for a title or something like I want to play. And it's going to be opposite this time because of the title I want to play. Mm-hmm. So Rogue Squad, or excuse me, Star Wars Squadrons, uh, it's been announced that they're they're going to be on VR for that game. And well, it's so awesome. there's no Xbox VR, so I will be <laughs> happily purchasing a PlayStation with VR set. <laughs> Whatever comes out first, it doesn't <laughs> matter. I'm buying it, hopefully in a bundle. Probably I'm gonna get torn up over the pricing, but yeah, the problem yeah, I'm still gonna get it. Problem with that is at some point I'm going to look at the the price cost for this and think to myself, why don't I just go PC? Yeah. I know it's tough. I know, yeah, but it's so just, much easier to just be done. Get your console and be done. But here's the problem too: PC is it, with the consoles you're upgrading every five, five to years. six years. Okay, and I know, you know I for, know. I'm gonna have to update the video card like every month. You're gonna have to update your video card every year or two, depending on what you're trying to play. You're con- you're gonna be in constant state of upgrade or a constant state of replacement anyway, and mm. The, the, I don't know. The biggest thing for me against PC is some games still don't offer a cross-platform game. Yes, play, that's true. Which is a struggle when a lot of your friends don't play on PC. Like I do have friends that do play PC, and it's great when they can play. But at the same time, like to avoid, like in Warzone, for instance, to avoid all hackers, I turn off cross-play. Yes, and say screw that. I'm not playing against anybody on a PC, and. I obviously perform a little better in those games. Not tremendously better, but yeah. I feel like well, I play better in those games. I do have a piece uh, to share about Warzone, but we'll finish that after you talk about VR, probably where you're headed. Yeah, So, but the VR mode, uh, I had a chance to play the Iron Man VR for PlayStation uh, last week. I mm-hmm. hadn't played it before, got in it. Holy hell. It's cool. It's awesome. I checked out the Batman uh, Arkham VR. Mm-hmm. That was cool too. Yeah, I mean, you're I mean, talking cool. about you're you're turning your hands for your thrusters. You're 
you're looking at certain directions. Obviously, you can use buttons to change your field of view if you need to. Um, but you're talking about like full fledged, like you are in an Iron Man suit, flying like wrist down, palms are up. You, are you talking down. to Friday? You are talking to Friday. <laughs> oh my God, PlayStation, here I come, baby. Yeah, it's a good time. And then I played uh, uh, Saber Beat and or Beat Saber, Beat Saber. I think that's the name of the game. That game's just—it's been out for a long time, but it is awesome. You sent, I didn't think you about sent how me awesome video. It was. Yeah, of, was it Alex? Yeah, playing? Alex was in it. And uh, he's first ridiculous. of all, shout out Alex real quick. Dude, he's Alex, a great he's dude. a man. Yeah, is he listening to the show? Yeah, he does. He, he, he introduced me to the VR, and that uh, yeah, I'm getting a PlayStation first, <laughs> <laughs> especially now that Squadron's going to be on it. There's no question. I'm going to be in the cockpit of an X-wing or a Tie Fighter. Depends on my feeling that day. I might follow your lead on that one. PlayStation has some great exclusives too. It does. I'm looking at that Miles Morales Spider-Man that they announced. It yeah. looks sick. That and Horizon Forbidden West are. I mean, I, I'm to a point right now where I don't think I'm going to be able to choose. I think I'm just going to have, have to, to do both. I think I'm just going to have to do both and watch my wife stare at me in disappointment while I hook them up. But you know, at least I'll be able to play whatever. Speaking of the Spider Verse game, I didn't. Um, well, the Spider-Man, Spider-Man games, but Spider into the Spider Verse. Uh, I didn't name it earlier, but they're coming out with a twenty ninety nine suit Spider Man action figure, and it looks amazing. Mm, like so sick. The suit is awesome. So uh, that's just one more collectible for all you nerds out there. By the way, let me just go ahead and say it. I love the Miguel O'Hara Spider Man suit. Mm. I love that whole design, and I love the design they have for it from the Spider-Man PS4 game. It's, like, textured, and it just looks so flipping cool. So, so good. Shout out there. Um, also, my bit of video game news is on the Warzone front. I saw a rumor today that I thought would be absolutely amazing because I see the groundwork laid for it every time I play the game. But the Season 5... Uh, drop is rumored to include the loot train and every time you play that game you cross train tracks so you know and they just opened the tunnel and the last season uh the tunnel that leads up north next to the dam mm-hmm. and it, it it cuts through from essentially the airport um kind of further from the airport but then it cuts through over to uh kind of towards downtown it's on the uh, mountains there. I may have. Obviously. Oh, yes. Yes. I believe we got blown up with C4 there. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, the, I mean, every time they do a season drop for that, they kind of expand the railroad tracks. And I was kind of thought that was interesting. And then I saw the rumor that they're going to drop the loot train. And I just got real excited. I was like, that makes sense. That makes sense. So I hope that that is true. And that comes out. Cause I think that could add a real fun, aspect especially to plunder that'd be super cool absolutely that would be that would be awesome so a lot of fun that is the bit of video game news uh that we are going to walk away from real quick anybody a far cry fan used to be kind of yeah have you seen the trailer for far cry 6 yeah that looks sick with giancarlo esposito it does look really cool far cry's story has gotten to a point where it's like there's left field and then there's hitting the ball out of left field into another left field. This looks stupid good. I'm not sure I get your analogy there, 
but this <laughs> looks super good. I think it's a it's a far cry from everything. I think yes, exactly, exactly. That's my made up dad joke exactly. of the day. I'm done. Where's that? Where's that? We're gonna. Yeah. That was good. Got it. That was Got good. It. But no, uh, I only played through Far Cry Three, and so I'd have to catch up. But Dude, it, just watch this trailer. Good. It's incredible. I'm not check it out because it's a game. It's teaser, essentially so I watch it. It's yeah. it's Gus from Breaking Bad. If he was a mm. dictator, and he was teaching a kid. How to be a ruthless dictator. That's okay. just so good. It's great. I'm, there's really not much else I can say besides just go watch it right now. Stop what you're doing and go watch it on YouTube. And while you're on YouTube, go check our channel. I got some new videos we're going to post from today's episode. <laughs> Bam. Yep. Shameless plug. All right. So moving on, we are going to talk about comics real quick because today is a big day in comics because the Joker War is finally kicking off. That starts in Batman number 95. Yeah, you're like, well, how's there another Joker war? Because there was death in the family a few years ago, and then there was the war of jokes and riddles just, I don't know, maybe two years ago now. Um, Joker war is starting where, I'm just going to tell you where Batman's at when Joker war starts. He's broke. Joker knows he's Bruce Wayne. He has stolen his fortune. And now he's ready to unleash just pure hell all over Gotham while just antagonizing the piss out of Batman and Batman's family. So he's after Nightwing, and he's doing a damn good job of that in the Nightwing series, which is written by Dan Jurgens. We love him because he famously illustrated and wrote The Death of Superman back in the early 90s. Uh, he's still nailing it out of the park with his Nightwing work. And... Uh, Joker's run all kinds of hell, and he has a new girlfriend named Punchline who cut the throat of Harley and threw her in the sewer. Nice. In uh, issue 93. So you know she is not a character to be taken lightly. Uh, So this story has been kind of leading up for the past couple of months. There was a delay, of course, uh, and now it has finally arrived. So definitely check out Batman number 95 today. It is out uh, and also, while you're out, why don't you check out Wolverine number three? Uh, that is by Benjamin Percy, is the writer, and Andy Kubert is your artist extraordinaire. So I've been waiting for that book for about three months, I think. Mm-hmm. So I'm very excited for that to come out. And also, we have X-Men Fantastic Four number four of four, ironically <laughs> enough. Uh, and that ends the series of what the X-Men are trying to do with the mutant son of Reed and Sue Storm. So pretty good uh, stories going on there, wrapping up with repercussions that will be felt in the Marvel Universe for a little while. And then other than that, John, you'll care. Star Wars number three is finally out. And Empire number two, Marvel's kind of galactic event is kind of going on right now. So uh, yeah, those are comics we care about today. Go check them out. Is everybody ready for dad jokes? Mm Mm-hmm. I'm ready. Eric, why don't you go ahead and start us off if you're good to go. Uh, We will end dad jokes with some originals today. Sounds good. As promised last episode. John, John's looking back. No, I won't. No, I won't. All right, go ahead. So um, what kind of drink can be bitter and sweet? Reality. Oh, yikes. Yeah. How did the barber win the race? He knew a shortcut. Mm, That one's good. I like that one. Uh, I'll give you an original one. 
What is a ghost favorite search engine? Boogle. Okay. It's not terrible. It's pretty terrible, but it's a dad joke, so it's yeah. made to be terrible. What's the threshold's a, larger. What's what's the ghost's other favorite website? I'm sorry, search engine, whichever. <laughs> Yabu. Ah, uh, yeah. That was a little older. That one, yeah. Likewise, that was a dual joke uh, that was created by myself and Matt. Nice. We worked on that one together. Nice. nice. Good job. Yeah, they were terrible. So I, I decided to sell my vacuum cleaner. It was just gathering dust. Nice. <laughs> I like it. What would the Terminator be called in his retirement? Terminated? The ex-Terminator. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> True fact, before the crowbar was invented, most crows drank at home. <laughs> that hits home. <laughs> uh, why'd the golfer wear two pairs of pants? He got a hole in one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> why do bees have sticky hair? Because they use a honeycomb. Oh. I was at the furniture store today, but couldn't decide whether I should buy a bed or not. I think I'll have to sleep on it. (laughs) I was thinking about moving to Moscow, but there's no point rushing into things. (laughs) We're struggling. I don't don't have any. Oh, really? Okay. You know what? I've got one. You'll enjoy this. I hate it when my wife yells at me for being lazy. It's not like I did anything. (laughs) Everyone should enjoy that one. (laughs) Everyone here enjoys that one. Oh, yeah. Uh, Last night, my wife and I watched three movies back to back. Luckily, I was the one facing the TV. (laughs) (laughs) Why? Okay. Why didn't the vampire attack Taylor Swift? She had bad blood. (laughs) Nickelback just made a new announcement on how they're going to make 2020 even worse. They're releasing a new album this year. (laughs) What do you get when you cross a policeman with a skunk? Law and odor. So did you know that five out of four people admit that they're bad at fractions? (laughs) You know what? Eric told me that beer would make him smarter. I don't think that anything would make my bud wiser. (laughs) I'll just stick with the math jokes. Are you ready? Yep. Nothing's better than being 2, 3, 5, 7, 11, 13, 17, 19, 23, 29, 31, 37, 41, 43, 47, 53, 59, 61, 67, 71, 73, 79, 83, 89, or 97 years old. Those are all in your prime. (laughs) Someone will appreciate it. It took a long time to get there. There's a lot of numbers. I understand. You put a lot of work into that. I'm proud of you. Uh, You know, statistics say that one out of three people in a relationship is unfaithful. 
I just need to work out if that's my wife or my girlfriend. <laughs> How does a penguin build his house? He glues it together. Nice. Very nice. I like that one. All right. We're going to end the dad jokes with one from uh, our, well, submitted by our Patreon. Uh, that is TK31788. Uh, gave us this wonderful gym. Why does the slug go to the gym? Because either you ooze it or you lose it. Oh, gosh. <laughs> That's well done. That's well done. <laughs> well done, TK. All right. That is it for the bad jokes today. We thank you for hanging out with them. Uh, we've got, what, two? We'll, we'll say two and a half originals there. So yeah. you're welcome on that one. Very good. But also, if you enjoy those dad jokes or anything else that we do on the show, why don't you go ahead and do us a solid and hit that like button. Uh, you can subscribe, share. If you're feeling really generous, why don't you go ahead and leave us a review right after you rate us five star. That would be fantastic. You can do that on any platform you listen to us on. We are on Apple, Spotify, uh, Google Podcast, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud. If there is a platform, we are on it. So feel free to check us out there and share us, of course, with all of your friends. If you know Geeky Dads, you like Geeky Dads, or you just enjoy some of the things we talk about, go ahead and give us a follow and share us. It helps us out huge. Also, if you are a big fan of the show and want to get more of it or some more of our more interesting aspects of the show, usually unedited and much more edited than the normal podcast. Right. Uh, you can check out the After Dark episodes. That is where we dive into lots and lots of fun lists. Today's After Dark episode, we will be covering what's our list today, John? I believe it's uh, Robin Williams' top grossing films in with inflation. In today's yep. money. Yeah. So we will be doing that in honor of Robin Williams because today would have been his 69th birthday. So check out the After Hours episode if you are interested in that uh the only way to get access to that is to be a member of our patreon uh you can go to patreon.com slash galactic dads and as mentioned earlier in the show uh subscribe at any level uh from the first level you get access to those patreon only episodes you also get uh the sticker which is super sweet looks great on the back of your car or anywhere you think someone needs to look at it uh, you also can get the t-shirt at the next level up, the hoodie at the level after that. Level after that is producer level, and you get your name mentioned on the show, and we will give you perfect examples of that in just a moment. And then there's even the level where you can join us on the show for an episode. So check that out. Feel free to share it with friends. Uh, but we're going to run our producer level Patreon shoutouts right now. We're going to start with Keith Jefferson. He is the original Patreon supporter at the producer level and just period. He is a geeky dad, self-described, and has been an awesome supporter of the show since day one. So big shout out to Keith Jefferson. We really appreciate uh, everything you do for the show. And let me hit those buttons because Eric is not not doing there Sorry, we go. I don't know what I'm doing. There is your applause, buddy. We appreciate you. John, why don't you hit us up with the next guy? Special K, great dad, great nerd, um, loves all things Lego, and uh, my bowling partner this summer, so 
also makes a damn fine golf partner. Yeah, well, he kicks my ass, so I don't know how damn fine he is. But <laughs> <laughs> All right, Special K, it is great to have you as a Patreon supporter, and we thank you very much. Here is your much-deserved applause. You want that? I'll take this one because I want you to get the last guy. Oh, excellent. So I will take it. We also have TK31788 of the 501st. He is an awesome galactic dad and a great supporter of the show. He does incredible fact-checking for me after the episodes and tweets at us. Uh, He is, what is his Twitter handle? You know, we're not plugging him. You'll know if you follow us on Twitter because we talk to him often, so that's more incentive for you to check us out on Twitter. Uh, But uh, TK31788 is fantastic. He is also a great Lego-loving guy. Uh, you can check him out on Instagram, though, at Brickin' Ain't Easy. You'll be glad you did that. So, TK, here you go, buddy. And we have a new producer-level Patreon supporter this week. And, John, why don't you help us out? Who is it? They done did it. So, Rob Ryan. That's his real name, by That's the way. His real name. Rob Ryan. Rob Ryan is mm. it. Not the football coach, but uh, he's out here. Um, uh, welcome to the show, though, and uh, we appreciate your support all day, every day, and happy birthday. Holy crap. Today's his birthday? Today's his birthday. Oh, happy my birthday. God. Happy birthday, Rob Ryan. That's what That's I heard. Cheers. It's what I heard. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers to Rob Ryan, and welcome, buddy. We appreciate yeah, you. Appreciate it. there we go all right guys so that's going to do it for this episode as we finish these beers and say cheers we thank you all for listening again please remember to like rate review and share no matter where you're listening check out that patreon for those bonus episodes exclusive only to the patreon subscribers and much more exciting content plus you can get your hands on some of that sweet galactic dad's merch so definitely check that out so till next episode we thank you for listening and keep on doing the dad thing